for your patience there. I'm very excited to have you on the program tonight. You know, you uh, you have brought crowdsourcing or crowdfunding to a whole new level, at least, and you've opened up a whole new venue for otherwise, shall I say, disenfranchised people? Yeah, you know, it, when we started Gifsengo, my brother and I, seven years ago, we didn't know what the fight we would be in today. Um, you know, we started a crowdfunding site that we thought, you know, we're Christians. We believe as Christians that we should be, um, as a Christian, we should be the people sharing hope with the world, doing the good things, working together to, you know, do a great thing in the world. And and so we started seven years ago, Gifsengo, on this adventure just to do that, to provide a platform people to share hope in the world and we about a year and a half ago all of a sudden uh, we got thrust into the political spotlight um, because of a case of a young man uh, named Kyle Rittenhouse which came on after being deplatformed from a bunch of other sites really every other site and we had to make a decision were we going to allow him to have a platform on our site um, or not mm -hmm. and we allowed him to use Gifts and Go um, without knowing whether he was going to be found innocent or guilty, um, just with the whole idea of the presumption of innocence until mm. he's found guilty or not guilty mm -hmm. in a court of law. Well, that's absolutely right. Uh, the presumption of innocence is a bedrock of American law and jurisprudence, and it just depends on what side of the political aisle as to whether that applies to you equally. And uh, the, the instant judgment, I mean, uh, and, and, you know, we could juxtapose that to the latest event there in, um, I don't know how to pronounce it, Waskoshka, whatever, the, the horrible. Wisconsin, yeah. Oh, as, as some put it, a red SUV went rogue. I don't know. I guess the SUV didn't have anything else to do. But all of a sudden, it's wait and see for that. And you got to have all these people that were hurt and killed, including children, through no fault of their own. And it's wait and see, but with Kyle Rittenhouse, is like, you know, he's a white supremacist. Man, the the boldness that your your company you decided to do, um, that put that put you guys in a target somewhat, didn't it? Yeah, you know, when we first allowed, you know, we we said, Okay, me and my brother we were talking, we're like, Okay, do we wanna go down this road? Do we wanna get into the political realm? Um, because is that really, you know, we use the name Christian in who we are. And we're like, we don't want to drag God's name through anything or, you know, because we got it from both sides. So we got the hate from Christian saying, how dare you allow this boy on your platform? He's done this horrible thing. And then we got it from the other side of that said, how dare you let this boy on your platform? He's done this horrible thing. And, and we only were hearing one side of the story. And we knew that. We knew that there were, it's, there's always three sides, they say, to every story. And we didn't want to make the judgment call knowing just a little bit We from 30 seconds of video here and there. Um, we said, no, he, again, he should be presumed innocent, at least in the United States, until he's found guilty in a court of law. And he should have the right to be able to hire the best attorney possible. And I think that is even applicable for, like, really bad people, right? So someone who's really done something bad, give him the best lawyer ever. So when he gets locked up, it, he can't blame it that he didn't have a good lawyer. You know, like, let's let people fundraise for legal fees so that, you know, rich people aren't the only ones that should be able to have the best lawyer. Mm -hmm. um, now, I note that the uh, the suspect in the, uh, in the uh, Christmas parade murders, um, 
there was an attempted GoFundMe account, and they did block that. And I think they said before any was done. And um, so I guess, you know, a little bit of fair play there. But the history, if you look at the trending and the history of who they allow and for what reasons, uh, you know, for instance, the uh, policeman, uh, what was it, William Kelly? I um, mean, man, yep. uh, you, you're, you know, his information was uh, was uh, doxxed and, you know, he was presumed guilty by his, his own police department. And I'm thinking, well, wait it was a minute. ridiculous. So, yeah, ridiculous. So, so you know, I'm, I'm, I appreciate you guys, the boldness there in taking that case on. But, man, they, they seem like social media needs to get out of the business of prejudging situations because almost every time they get it wrong. And then there's no apologies for it. The damage is already done. Careers are already ruined. People are being hounded and chased. I mean, Kyle Rittenhouse, he, he doesn't have a life even though he was found guilty. I mean, to me... Um, now the the other case of the uh, three men, the three white men that chased down a, a black man in well they believe Georgia. Look, man, I was I'm like that's total guilt, but I'm gonna wait for the jury just like I waited for the the Rittenhouse. I felt like it's he they were probably guilty. I didn't know. I can't go out there and say he was guilty. They were guilty. I don't know. Let let I'm not in the jury. I don't have all the facts. That's kind of the way I feel about it. But those two cases showed there's still hope in America that the jury system is still intact and still the best thing that we have to determine the guilt or innocence of the parties and everyone else can should stay back a little bit and let that system work but they don't want to they want political points and from your standpoint how do you guys look at it do you look at it like uh the every case is a blank slate or do you have to make certain decisions and have you turned people down you know, so we, we discussed this a lot. And one of the things we decided a year and a half ago is that we were going to give grace. We're going to give grace to the people who come on and start campaigns that have found themselves in a bad situation, even if it's through fault of their own. We're going to give grace to the people who hate us for allowing this. We're going to give grace to the people um, who, who support us. And we're going to give grace to ourselves to not always get it right. Because we just know that we're going to do the best we can, but we might not always get it right. And so the way we look at it is that um, if someone says, I'm going to go and buy materials to build a bomb so I can go bomb the Capitol building, mm -hmm. well, we would not allow that. So there are, if you are saying my intent is to cause harm, um, and so so we wouldn't allow that. And, and that is even with our beliefs as far as... Um, when a baby is a baby in the womb, you know, we believe, you know, a baby from conception is a baby. And um, so if you were saying, I want to go have an abortion, we also consider that causing harm. And so those are the stands we take that so you can't go and intentionally cause harm. Now, the hard part is, is that you do have people, oh. we have people on our site even now that I wouldn't necessarily agree with or even want on our site. Um, mm -hmm. But we have to put our feelings aside if they're, especially if they're raising money for legal fees, because they have the right to do that. And for, with the outbreak of social media, which, you know, came on the seeds a decade or so ago, and all of a sudden, you know, we're all connected. We all have a, a loud voice. We can all chatter as much as we want to millions of people if we can garner that audience. And, and so now all of a sudden, all this chatter is going on all the time and people, they, we, we don't have a place to find truth because we can't trust. We're being told we can't trust the news. We're being told we can't, 
past social media. We have these fact checkers. We have all these things going on. And, and so we're, we're raising a generation of people saying, I can't trust anything. So I'm going to just make my own judgment call immediately. And then what I feel is how I'm going to go with it. And then it's hard to change people's minds. So I still have people who say, Kyle brought a gun across state lines. Well, it came out in trial that he didn't, but they still will argue oh, yeah. that or that mm -hmm. he shot three black guys. I saw mm -hmm. a post where someone said he shot three black guys. And I'm like, so you're still just spouting information because we're in the information age where everybody just wants to spout whatever they hear it once believe it right and then they 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 cling to it and and no none of us like to be wrong and so that's why i say i'm going to reserve the right to not have to make a call on this until a jury does it in a court of law mm -hmm. um and yeah. and that's what we're we're choosing to do you know facebook even as of last the end of last week um and i'm all messed up with thanksgiving what's today saturday <laughs> even as uh, the end of last week Facebook wouldn't let us share, like anybody share the Kyle Rittenhouse campaign URL. They still had a block. After he was found not guilty in a court of law, if somebody went and tried to share that URL on Facebook, they wouldn't allow it. So Facebook shut it down um, when we, back in August of last year, hmm. um, Facebook shut it down. Discover Card tried to stop people from using their Discover Card to give to a campaign on their site that they felt who mm -hmm. they felt strongly about. And then it turns out that he's not guilty. And so here's Discover trying to step in and tell people, which is really scary to me because I hold, you know, a MasterCard and a Visa and, and things like that. And what happens when they say, oh, we don't like what you believe or we think differently. You're not going to be able to spend, use your Visa or MasterCard. I don't care how much mm -hmm. money you have in there. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter. Mm -hmm. We're going to stop you from being able to... Um, fun things and mm -hmm. and that's really scary for us and we saw it and we went through it and like i was saying before we saw it on both sides from the christians making petitions for us to take it down to to the other side the the left saying he shouldn't he you know he's guilty and he shouldn't have been there and i you know what i wouldn't want my 17 year old to have to have been mm -hmm. there right like mm -hmm. the, i i agree i he shouldn't yeah. have been there he's 17 year old yeah. kid you know mm -hmm. trying to do something because it seemed like no one was doing anything and so we are struggling with this, you know, trying to figure out what we should do with this Kyle situation and, and what helped us solidify why and who we were going to be in this fight. Because I, we say all the time, we're not red and blue. We don't think that's the final line that's being drawn. Our goal is to share hope with people when they find themselves in a hopeless situation. And a lot of times that's when they come to crowdfunding because they need funds for medical bills mm -hmm. and uh, you know, a tragedy, a house fire, things like that. And they're finding themselves in a hopeless situation. And we actually have a whole team of people that call every campaign and pray for them and say, listen, I, I read your mom is going through cancer. Can I just pray with you? I'm your prayer partner. And I've read your campaign. And people are being blown away, even those who don't believe that there's a God that don't, you know, we've had atheists say, oh my gosh, thank you so much. I don't believe there's a God, but that you would call shares hope with me. And that's, that's our whole goal. But just a real quick story. What solidified us with Kyle is that a few months prior to Kyle, there was a man named Jake Gardner. I don't know if you heard of him. It was right after the George Floyd breakout and the, the mobs were going crazy down the streets, breaking in. And Jake Gardner um, had a, a bar and he was in this bar and he was told, like, just 
you know, don't cause any scenes. Let these people come and do pretty much whatever they want to do. And he was in his bar and someone threw a rock through the window. So he pulled the um, fire alarm and got everybody out because he wasn't sure what, what was it a gunshot, you know, in the chaos of people storming down the street. He gets out. There's an altercation between one of the, the, the men walking down the street and his father who push, they push his father. So he kind of gets in it to stop, to stop it. And they, they jump him and he says, I'm carrying a gun and they don't care. And they pull him to the ground and they are, one of the guys is on his back choking him and he grabs the gun and he shoots them and he gets arrested. You know, cops are called. He gets arrested. He goes, the, they say, they look at the, the police that, you know, look at the, the video, cause every, of course, everybody's recording it. They see the video. They say, okay, now, um, this is obvious self-defense, but because of the unrest at the time, um, because of this, all this unrest, they say, we need to, we need to, uh, make, a, we need to do something. So we're going to convene a grand jury to look at this even closer. We can't just let it off or we will even have more riots on our hands. Mm-hmm. And so Jake Gardner goes into a two, he was a, two-time veteran and like honorably discharged and he goes into hiding because he has no support he feels like everybody's against him he tries to start a gofundme he tries to do facebook he gets deplatformed he's all alone he's hopeless go three months go by his news is no longer the news he's just waiting to see what's going to happen to him and kyle comes on the scene and now kyle's the big news because news stories happen so quick mm-hmm. well kyle comes on the scene and jake gardner sees that kyle is allowed this crowdfunding site on gifts and go and so he goes and he starts a campaign on gifts and go and he says please guys like i am i'm hiding and i'm waiting to hear i just if anybody wants to reach out to me here's my phone number like a desperate man wanting connection because he's he's feels so alone because he's been stripped of every sort of social outlet that he has. Mm-hmm. And while this is happening, about two days in, the grand uh, jury comes back and says, we're going to take this to trial, and he commits suicide. Mm. And I cried that day. I don't know him. I didn't know him. You know, there's a lot of sad situations that happen on Gibson Go. But when I found out that he had committed suicide, Jacob and I, my brother, we looked at each other and said, the blood of this man is on GoFundMe and Facebook and all these people that didn't let this man have a voice. They deplatformed him. They didn't let him have a voice and he felt so alone. Kyle said all the notes of encouragement, the prayer requests, the donations, all of it told him there were people behind him and let him keep going. And Jake Gardner wasn't afforded the same thing. And that's why Gifts and Go stands. And sorry, it was a long story, but that's why Gifts and Go stands for what we do today. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I would imagine, man, uh, do you, you would see a lot of sad situations and what may look like hopeless situations. It seems like you and your brother certainly would need to always sort of remain in a prayerful situation, certainly uh, keep uh, the Bible handy there for some some uh, comforting words or something there to, 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 to gird yourself to, to handle that. But some, to your point earlier, I read, um, it was uh, from the Independent and the UK, they said, Kyle Rittenhouse killed two black men. I'm thinking, man, how is any... And then, and then it was a few days later, they made a correction. This is after the verdict. And they put it on, I don't know, page six or ten, somewhere way in the back. But the damage is already done. And this is the thing. They they have... And like the, this Jake person you're talking about, 
they damage people and walk away like it's some kind of blood sport. Um, so anyway, let me uh, welcome uh, additional uh, viewers. Uh, Teflon Coat, Live Station Express, and Raul Sanchez. All welcome to the Edge program. Well, uh, Heather, we have uh, questions coming in. Let's go ahead and get this from Azure out of the live chat on our website. We have two live chats. We're streaming on YouTube. There's a chat there, and then we're streaming off our website, and there's a chat there. Both of them combined. So, all right. So, have you ever looked into the origin? of the names of major credit cards. I think there might be a little conspiracy tone here, the name Visa. Yeah, yeah I haven't personally. Um, I, I haven't. You know, we know that um, in order to continue doing what Gifts and Go does, we need to um, be, figure out ways that we won't be deplatformed if something comes along where all the big names tell us we can't. So I don't hmm. necessarily know all the, the backgrounds of MasterCard, Visa, Discover, all of all of those. But you know, we are getting ready to add some cryptocurrency on wallets on Gifts and Go, so people will be able to do do that. Um, and we're just we're constantly looking for you know more ways to not be dependent on the normal rails that are out there. Because we saw when when Discover decided they were going to try to you know this leak leaked memo came out. Um, it was very clear that any we can't be reliant on just this and so we're looking into different ways we're taking steps to continue to expand you know and just be the best class we used to call ourselves the alternative and now we say we're the replacement you know yeah. where people are finding out about us mm -hmm. and we're looking to replace some of those other crowdfunding sites that are out there that are really into the censorship game even though like in this like what you said this l recent um Missouri tragedy or uh, Missouri Wisconsin tragedy mm -hmm. um that they took that campaign down. Um, you see lots and lots where they don't take campaigns down from one side. Right. And then we see so many campaigns that come on our site that say, I was taken down off of GoFundMe. Mm -hmm. And so um, we are, we are going to stand for freedom. And again, we're not, Hey, we want just the right side or the left side. Mm -hmm. We want every side because our whole goal is to share the hope we have of Jesus through crowdfunding. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so that's really our whole goal. So sorry, I couldn't answer the question better. Okay. And by the way, uh, on our website, we have two polls and both of them really are connected to, to your organization. The first poll is, what's the best form of currency? I didn't tell the folks that I got that from your website. What you what your website says is the best form of currency. If they want to look it up, they need to go there. Uh, but I did put down what's the best form of currency. There are choices on the poll question. Gold, silver, God's love, dollar bills, crypto, or barter goods. Let's so take a look. And uh, right now, uh, barter goods is at 38 Point four six. God's loves at thirty, and uh, gold's at fifteen, silver at fifteen too. So, um, hopefully, at the end of this broadcast, Heather, we can we can move God's love up a little bit in that. And then uh, we've got a flash poll question: If if somebody in the audience needed crowdsourced, okay, they they could go. The the options are GoFundMe, Gifts and Go, Patreon, or CrowdRise. And let's take a look at that. And it looks like we got 66% on GoFundMe and 33% on uh, Give, Send, Go. Heather, I, I, I'm pretty sure by the time we get done with this interview here that we're going to we're going to raise that procedure up for you. All right, let's get to the question here. This is for Smoke C in regards to uh, a campaign. And I'm going to go ahead and bring one up for a, a background. This is uh, Kyle's, and I'm going to step out. I'm going to take you out of the 
out of the picture. I'm going to take me out of the picture so they can see exactly what this is. All right, so we have Kyle Rittenhouse right from your uh, website there. Uh, and the goal on that was $500,000 for his defense. And look at that, 125% of that goal reached, 629K. An amazing feat to help this young man out. And anybody seen the Tucker Carlson interview would know this guy's no killer. He's no white supremacist. He's just a good kid. We need more of those. So, but the question is, um, says Heather, what percentage of funds raised actually goes towards the cause? Sure, good question. So a lot of crowdfunding sites, how it, how it used to be is that the crowdfunding platform would take a percent for operating costs, and then there's always a processing fee, like a 2.9 plus 30 cents is the typical like online payment processing fee. Um, and so when we started, we said, oh, let's come in a little bit lower than what GoFundMe was charging, which was about 5% at the time, plus their processing fees. So we came in a little lower, did that for like a month or two, and then really felt like God was telling us that if we wanted to trust him, like we're telling people to trust God with what they're raising funds for, that if we really believe this was a God thing, this this platform we were starting, that we were going to trust him. So we removed the fees or the for the, our platform. And we said, we're going to be a free platform. So you don't have to give us anything to use our site. There are pop, uh, processing fees from our, our third-party processor, which is 2.9 plus 30 cents. Um, so everything but 2.9 plus 30 cents goes directly to the campaign owner. The way we make money, because people always ask, so I'll just tag this right into the, this question, is that when you go, if you click that big red Give Now button, um, it will say, how much do you want to give? And you say, okay, I'm going to give $100. And then it'll say, do you want to add an optional donation to give, then go to help keep us free? And then mm -hmm. someone can add an optional donation there. And that's how we, we don't charge. We understand the people raising the money need the money. Um, and so we allow the givers to be able to give to us if, mm -hmm. if they have the money. Yeah. Uh, what, what I like, what I'm looking at here is showing, uh, pray now button at 482,000 people and then uh, it looks like maybe 14,000 have given but but that goal but that that number there at uh, $629,000 this it's no no lame Christian copycat almost kind of woulda shoulda uh, crowdsource thing you guys are the real thing and you are making a huge impact and you're throwing up some real numbers and just because People want to be able to trust somebody out there. Now we have another one. Let's bring this up. We mentioned the the, uh, the uh, lieutenant that was fired. Uh, now there, uh, this campaign is closed. That goal was a hundred thousand, and looks like two hundred and fifty-five thousand was raised. Two hundred and fifty-five percent was raised uh, for this man here, and he, I know he wants to get his job back back to as well and uh, I don't know what's going to happen to that but th those are some real numbers uh, Heather and that is uh, substantial numbers in both cases uh, so if somebody does need a crowdsource you know I think they can feel pretty safe that uh, that you guys are legit in, in that way there and and I also had up earlier I don't know if people noticed that you have something else I've never seen a, a sort of a, a prayer wall what's uh, what is that prayer wall sure so you you know we believe so much that prayer is the currency that is the most needed that, you know, God's love that because God, the Bible says that God bends his ear to listen to us. And I think of it like a mom or a dad bending their ear down to their kid to listen to what them whisper in their ear and how sweet and special that is and how important it makes that child feel. And that's what it says God does to our prayers. He bends his ear to listen to us. And so we said, let's add a wall where people can come on. They don't have to have a campaign. They don't have to 
Oh. Yeah, they, and they can just add a prayer. And then there are people that pray through this. There, We have prayer groups and prayer warriors that say, hey, I, I just come to gifts and go, and I just pray for people or mm-hmm. praise God for what um, for what he's doing. And, you know, again, and I mentioned this quickly, but it's one of the best parts of our site and, and one that you will not find on another, another crowdfunding platform mm-hmm. is we actually have a team of people that we hire to call each campaign and pray for them. Wow. And so you start a campaign and you will get a call from someone that says, hi, my name's so-and-so from Gibson Go and I've been assigned to be your prayer partner. Can I pray with you right now over the phone? Like right then. And I'm telling you, it is the best part. The stories we get of people um, being touched or the call coming in at the exact right minute Things like that. It's just, I, I, that's what makes me tear up. I'm happy to see that Candace Owens used our site and mm-hmm. that she raised $255,000. That's great. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that Kyle Rittenhouse found a place that he could have a voice. I'm glad that Kel- William Kelly was able to raise money. You know, all of these things, I'm, I'm happy that people raising money for adoption. I love these things. But the most important thing, I love that we're able to really reach out into people's situations because we understand that money, it provides for our physical needs, mm-hmm. but we all have something a little bit deeper that is an internal need. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that only can be filled by God. And so we we say, we're going to come into your situation, whatever little bit we can, and we're going to tell you about the hope that we found in a relationship with Jesus, because that's bigger than any right or left the, the, you know, you want to change the hearts and minds of people. You don't try to persuade them on political things. You try to persuade them how much God loves them. And when people come to a realization of how much God loves them, their hearts and minds will be changed. And then our political culture will be changed. Hmm. Wow. So that sounds like a multifaceted mission. In fact, maybe I can call this a, a, a mission rather than so, sort of an organization. I, to your point earlier about just trusting God, on, I came to the conclusion um when I go watch a YouTube video, I don't like to see commercials. And some, some of them are so bad, it's like you get one minute of content and two minutes of commercials and back and forth, three, four. And I said, you know, we, you know, we, we had the YouTube funding thing too. So, and I thought, I don't want people to go through that. If this content is worth looking at, somebody's just going to go on the website and hit the PayPal button. And so I just, and if they don't, then whatever the costs are associated with this show I'm going to pay him because one this is an outreach too as well we have a mission here and that's to get the truth out from every segment and quarter of of uh, of the stratosphere here so if you look at our website you can't say well you're this or that you know you only talk about this you want to talk about that we, we try to hit all the topics and then gather little nuggets of truth from each one no matter how crazy they may be and some of the best nuggets that we get are from the craziest guests that we've ever had so that's what we have we just left it in god's hands if somebody hits the paypal button uh more power to them and we, so you know if i could never afford to for the cost of this thing then then it wouldn't be we wouldn't even be we'd just move move along all right so here's another question it says uh heather will the digital dollar be the currency of the mark of the beast you know I am not sure. Obviously, I don't think any of us um, know that. As I look, my own personal, so this is just personal, you know, thoughts on this. I see that we're headed to a place where it'd be very easy for the things we read about in Revelation to actually happen, where um, where there is some sort of mark that you need to buy and sell. I can see it. 
I can see that, you know, where, where they can shut off your payment sources. I've seen it. It's happened on our website um, where, you know, a, a loaf of bread will cost so much money. Like I can see us heading to a place where the world becomes um, one kind of government, you know, where we, you know, we all want to just get along and, and let's just make this one world government with one world currency and, and then start tracking people. And if you don't, we already have, you know, sites and I'm going to forget the name, but the, the site that um, tells who the, the terror, you know, the, the bad organizations are, um, uh, not Kuna, terrorists, but, Kuna. you know, hateful, hateful organizations. And, and it, law, it has a lot of Christian organizations on there. Southern Law Poverty Center? Yes, that is exactly it. I knew. I'm like, oh, it's 8.30 at night. My brain has stopped working. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, yeah. It's easy to get on their hate list if, if, if you don't go with the social norms of what they're trying to put out there. But but getting, getting back to when you guys decided to start this, did you ever feel like you would be right in the middle of a culture war? And, and when you're, hard, no. you're you're thinking we're going, hey, let's 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 create a platform help help some people out. There's a lot of people get shadow banned here, but did you think they they may come after us? Did, or was you was you a little bit naive on that? Or did you think, you know, when we start this thing, there could be some bad weather ahead? No clue. There was no like even not even like an inkling in my mind that this is. A, I actually, you know, when I go and speak at different places, I I. They, I kind of feel like David, right? David and Goliath. So here's David. He's a little, he's a young boy, preteen, and his mom sends him to do this great thing to go bring his brother some food, right? Here, your brother's on the battlefield. Go bring him food. I feel like when we started this, I was David. Me and my brother were David. We're doing the good thing, obeying our mom. You know, we're going off. We're going to have this great platform where people can come. Just an alternative to go fund me. Not really that there needed to be one, but just because, like, let's have a Christian version of it. And, and we're doing this great thing, and we're growing year after year, and people are finding out about us in churches and mission trips and adoptions and medical bills. And it's great. And we're just walking along, bringing our brother brother's food, and then we arrive on a battlefield. And that's what I felt like a year and a half ago, that all of a sudden we arrived after walking out in obedience for mm -hmm. six years. We arrived on a battlefield, and we looked around, and there were people mocking our God, and we said, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, we're not going to stand for this. And so we're going to stand up. And and we trusted that just the same God that took a little stone and was able to kill a giant would be the same God that takes a little platform, some code, some developers, and is able to provide a place of freedom. Because that's what David, when he killed Goliath, he gave the, the people freedom from this terror. And, and we had no idea just like I don't think David knew when he headed to the battlefield that he was going to get involved. But I think that what we're seeing is that more and more people are being forced to get involved. And it's actually a good thing because we've been so complacent for mm -hmm. so long that we just, you know, we Amazons and the Facebooks and the Twitters and the, all of it is just convenient and easy. And now that censorship is starting to happen and things like that, we're going to have to start getting involved mm -hmm. and so mm -hmm. we're seeing platforms like give send go and others pop up to fill a need that's an important need um for the future yeah so it seems like uh it takes maybe a little bit of adversity for christians to get going in the direction they should have been a long time ago and really if you look at the the old testament it would seem like it was always like that with the jews they 
uh, the Jewish people, they would, or the Israelites, they would uh, worship God, and then uh, prosperity would come, and then some enemy would come take them over. You know, but when the prosperity came, it's like they they went away from God, and then enemy would come, and there would be battles and stuff, and they'd have to cry out to God, and then God would come in miraculously with their actions, give them actions to do. <laughs> And sometimes not, but you know, mainly, yeah. and then they would go back to prosperity. And so, American Christians, in, by and large, have sort of have been in this kind of funk, I guess you would say, because America has provided so many uh, riches for most people that you know. And sometimes, you know, I think there's maybe a psalm that says, "Don't let me be so rich that I forget my God," you know. But hopefully, we won't need to get to the point that point. But I can say. For instance, to your point, that say during the pandemic, a lot of parents were at home and they were able for the first time to see the curriculum that was going through their kids' minds. And they were shocked beyond belief thinking, because we all want to believe surely the National School Board has the best interest of, of our little children and they're teaching them well and they're doing this and doing that. That's not what they're doing at all. They're brainwashing them and trying to turn them into little monsters and the parents caught on to it and a big explosion happened out there in Virginia. We wouldn't know that, what was going on with that stuff unless they slipped up and forced everybody to go home. And now I, I bet you that they don't want any more uh, remote learning for little kids because that information, they want to keep doing their what they're doing and they can't do it with, with parents looking at them because they saw what happened. So sometimes in that was so you think, well, that was the worst thing ever the pandemic forced us to stay at home. Well, look what happened. So there's good stuff like that does come out of it. Yeah, we actually had that campaign on Gives and Go, you know, the parents raising funds for, you know, against critical race theory um, to kind of expose it and to, you know, form some lawsuits and things like that to say, listen, we're not going to just stand by while you brainwash our kids. Um, yeah, we, mm -hmm. yeah, we need to... But but see, we say that, but then on the other hand, so many parents are like, please, just do everything for my kids. Feed them breakfast, lunch, mm -hmm. teach right. them, discipline them, do everything. And so we're, we're, you know, we're making ourselves dependent on the school system, a lot of people, um, dependent on the school system. And then what happens is, is that we'll allow them to do anything because it, it's too hard to have them home. We have to work. We have to have two jobs so we can't pay our bills. And, and we've worked ourselves into this place of going, Hey, if I can just send my kids off, it's like, oh, I don't have to deal with them. Mm -hmm. But that's not how God, why God created the family so that we don't have to deal with our kids. <laughs> you know, it's the most job. It's the most important job we have is, mm -hmm. is raising our kids mm -hmm. and teaching them and, and pouring into them the, the things that will make them assets to society as they continue to grow up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, to continue that point just a little bit further, the parents, like yourselves, stepped onto the battlefield. And I don't know that they knew how vicious that battlefield was going to be. They thought, oh, well, well let's just go down to the school board and school board meeting and you know express our opinion. Next thing you know, they're finding out that, that the school boards have been doxing people and keeping records of people and and you know very singular and actually having members of the school board spying on parents then they go so far as to get the administration to label parents as terrorists they stepped on the battlefield so there's a whole segment and uh, but so many good things have come out of that so many school boards have flipped now to reasonable type of things so in your area of genre genre and is it 
crowdsourcing or crowdfunding, is that the same thing? It's, a, it's pretty much the same. The okay. same word, just different. So, yeah, so, I'll say crowdfunding ten, more than crowdsourcing, but okay. they're both the same so thing. Using a crowd to fund or source your... So you're, you guys are like the tip of the spear in that sphere, and the parents are the tip of the spear in that sphere. Uh, I guess you would say people that lost their jobs when they're working on a pipeline, they need to get together. I mean, you know, and the policemen that are expected to get a certain thing in their arm, you know, it, yeah. we can we can all... There, almost all of us, and maybe where we're at, each person needs. And you started to say that that it's time to make a decision that more of us need to get out on that battlefield because we've been watching others fight that for so long. And somebody said, "Well, I don't have a, a crowdfunding site, and I don't have a edge television broadcast, or I'm not. Any, I only have a kids for school board." But that that means that's not your area. You know, your area is where you're at. God put you where you're at, and there's something there. There's something there that you need to, that the people need to be attentive to that they are they have been raised up for. And I 100% agree with that. And I think that we can cut ourselves short in thinking about um, looking at what everybody else is doing, and and in doing that, becoming dis, distracted and not feeling not not asking God, what do you have for me? Because each one of us have neighbors that live around us. Each one of us have governments in our own communities. Each one of us have people in our communities that need to hear about Jesus. And again, you know, all of the the stepping up and stepping out and, and standing up are great things. And God will call us to do those things. But I, I feel very, very strongly that I do not want people to be distracted about just being in the political realm. That they forget that the harvest is plentiful and that God has people right in their own sphere. The people that are waiting in the grocery line with them, the people that they, they go to school, you know, their kids go to school with the people that are in their neighborhood and we get so distracted. And I think it's a, it's a, you know, it's from the enemy that he's like, Oh, this is great. I can get everybody upset about a wall that they forget to look at the people in their own community. And not to say that there aren't reasons and thoughts and, and processes and things that we should be looking at as a government and as, as people in, in protecting our country and things like that. I, I'm not saying that at all, but I don't let it become a distraction from what God has called you to do. Mm-hmm. Now, God's called me to do gifts and go, but I can tell you that I can also get so distracted in doing gifts and go that I can miss the opportunities with the person that's sitting next to me on an airplane that God is saying, Hey, I sat them there. So you can share that hope you are talking about. I sat them right next to you and I get so distracted doing my good thing that I, I don't notice. And so my, what I always want to tell people is like, be looking for who God puts in your sphere because that will be bigger than any crowdfunding site, any social media platform, anything. If you're doing exactly what God planted you to do where you are, then then you will bloom and you will see miraculous because God is a supernatural God. He's mm. not of this this world. He's supernatural. And when we start walking in and we see things like a crowdfunding site that had no chance of ever being with the big guys, now taking day after day, exploding into the enemy's territory and taking wow. ground. And we're our numbers are exploding it's it's incredible you look at our our analytics you look at our processing volume and people are starting to say we want another alternative and we're so thankful gibbs and go is there and so yes we see lots of people stepping over the line and saying we're going to go to the place that funds hope 
just mm. like what you put on your background. Um, a plate because that really is what we're about. Mm. All right. We have a, I'll, I'll already start shouting there, uh, Heather. Uh, put, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that's okay. You, you go, you go girl. All right. Uh, put Yahweh first says, um, I need $2,000 to get my 1965 Ford Galaxy station wagon painted. Will your site work for me? Sure. Um, now, it is fundraising, and that's kind of like the misconception is that people think, oh, I'll just put this, like, I need my car painted, or I need to pay my bills, or I need whatever, and I'm going to put it on the site, and then people are just like strangers. They're just going to come up to me and give me money. Hmm. And unfortunately, if you stopped for a minute and thought about that, you would know that's not the logical way to think because there aren't people that just are out to give you money to paint mm -hmm. your car. Because I would like to get my car painted too. Or at least, you know, so that we all have our things that we want to get done. Now, <coughs> excuse me, fundraising, which what is crowdsourcing or crowdfunding is, mm -hmm. it's just fundraising. It's mm -hmm. work. You need to share with people who want to mm -hmm. do what you're doing. You might have friends and family that say, you know what, this guy has given and given his whole life, and now all he wants is his car painted. Let's all get in, and let's just get him that $2,000, and this will be so fun to be able to bless this man and get his car painted, right? Mm -hmm. And so, yes, that would 100% work. But if you think you're going to just go and set up a crowdfunding campaign for your car, never share it, never tell anybody about mm -hmm. it, and, and people are just going to find it and want to give, most likely not. Mm. Um I am um, very proud of the website that we have. I, I made that, and for uh, for a long time, I developed websites. And I see these starry-eyed people contact me, and they say, Daniel, man, can you make me a website? And say, yeah, I'll make you a website. And they say, great, great, because, you know, I, I got all these things I want to sell, all these things I want to do. And I, I, I said, whoa, 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 whoa. After the website is just the first thing, man. You turn on a website back in the days when nobody had one. They expected, they believed that as soon as you turned it on, that money was going to be flying in your inbox, and it's not like that. It's exactly like you said. You have to go out there. Okay, I got a website now. I got to go tell everyone I know. I got to pass out all these flyers. You got basically have to do the same, almost the same kind of marketing that you're trying to avoid by the lazy way of just having a website. You have to get out there. And so I really deterred them. I said, look, it's not that way. It takes years. You know, now you might have something where something there's 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 the possibility of something going viral. You know, you never know. Like videos, you never know what stupid cat video is going to have 40 billion views because the cat did something that no other cat did. Somebody thought of it, you know, or maybe by accident. You don't know. And so, you know, everybody's out there making cat videos saying, "I'm going to get all these views in it." Four, 332, 15, you know, you know, nine. And so, you know. It's, it's just not like that. So it is like you said. Yeah, so. you know, one of the things we are trying to do that is a little bit different is we started something called the Army of Givers. And if you go up on the homepage and go up to the, like the Discover tab on the left and then go down, you'll see something that says Army of Givers. And what the Army of Givers is, is we're actually inviting people to sign up for the Army of Givers. And what, when you sign up, you it um, just asks you to pledge to give a, a certain amount every month for a year. So you can say $5, $10, $25, $100, whatever you, you feel comfortable with. Mm -hmm. And you say, I will give this every month to any campaign. We don't tell you which ones. It can be different every month. It can be the same every month. Um, and you give 
that amount, you get an email every month saying, hey, it's time to give again. Hey, Army, come on, it's time to step up. And people go on and they find a campaign that month and they give their money to that campaign and they scroll through and they find the one that they feel like they want to give their $10 to or oh, $20 yeah. to. Mm-hmm. And what they do is once they sign up, we send them a little gift package from Gift Go. It has a bunch of like swag and different things in it um, just as a thank you for being a giver. And um, because we do want it to be a site where somebody could just have not a huge network, mm-hmm. but maybe one month they see our army of givers come in and just bless them. And so we are trying to build up our army of givers just to have this core group of people who say, no, I'll sacrifice a little every month. Mm-hmm to give a campaign on Give Zengo. Mm. I might, I'm going to have to go a little controversial here because did you see the beginning of our show? I did not. Okay. Well, this show not actually, today. yeah, this show actually, I, I, I don't know if I explained it to you, but this show actually starts at eight, uh, you know, intro, okay. blah, blah, blah. Uh, we have a bear report who gives us a, a, a bear who calls into the show and he gives us the good news for the week. So nothing but good, nothing but good is happening. And it's the best part of the show as far as I'm concerned, you know, just a, a good people doing good things. And then I do something called the raining points. Well, in that raining points, one of the topics, that's where I just go off. Okay. Uh, and, um, uh, one of them was about Salvation Army, and because you mentioned Army, Army of Givers, and recently the Salvation Army made a 67-page booklet saying, let's talk racism, and in it is CRT on steroids, and they want white people to repent and, and churches to repent. And I'm thinking, man, churches have been helping people out since they were made been helping people out and and, and reach outreach and i you know i mean I, i've been in churches and we go to the inner city you know where it's predominantly african-american we bring stuff in and then to have this organization go around and just assume if you're white you're racist say man why didn't you guys just stay with helping people you had to go woke so now i have to think about if i throw something in the arm that kettle's army Maybe I need to go to give, sing, go and check out that army because I'm pretty sure you guys aren't woke. Yeah, you know, we say we don't want to be woke. We want to be awake because <laughs> the Bible says, wake up, sleeper, mm. and be in the light. Mm-hmm. You know, and so we say we're not woke. We're awake. All right. I'll, because that's what we want to be. We want right. to be awake. All right, and I think everybody needs to be awake as far as that goes. All right, let's get to another question for it. It says, uh, Heather, we are going to get a social media site for people oh are we ever going to get a social media site for people like us as strong as facebook the alternatives don't seem to be catching and as i showed the numbers for the crowdfunding earlier for the at least two cases i guess we could have went a whole bunch more on your site you guys are not only equal to but in my case i personally believe better than the the uh the uh secular type things but so anyway to his question is there you know there's there's gabber there's gitter there's hoodoo and all whatnot and i mean are is there going to be a social media site i mean uh, donald trump has one uh, mike lindell has one i mean everybody it seemed like they're just taking little pockets seem like there needs to be an overarching mm, that gathers everybody together and that's the hard part right now for us you know because you know, we talked to a lot of people where we're getting um, some influence with who we are now that, you know, we're becoming the site that we're becoming and the stance we're taking for freedom and hope. And so we talked to a lot of people and a lot of people are starting these social media platforms 
and they all want us to join it, right? Like mm -hmm. you should, we have this new social media platform and we have this new social media platform and we go and check it out. We might create, have our, our marketing team create a profile on it. And I agree with the quote, your, the question, like it is hard to find something we're so comfortable with Facebook that has all like, 10 years of our plus 10 plus years of our memories and our videos. It tells us every day, look at this picture of your kid when they were like two and you're like, Oh, they're a teenager now, you know, and you have <laughs> it all like wrapped up in you and all your friends and all of that. And so they kind of have their hooks in you. Mm -hmm. And so to find somebody else. So I tried for a little bit personally, I was like, okay, I need to get off Facebook. You know, they hate give, send, go. They, they censored us. So let me try MeWe, right? So I would write on Facebook every day and go, hey, if you want to see what happened today at the farm, go over to MeWe. And so people were having to go to MeWe to see what was going on because I wasn't posting on Facebook except mm -hmm. to tell them that I posted on MeWe. But again, unless you get that mass exodus of everybody at once, mm -hmm. It's hard. It's really hard. Now, Gifts and Go has a really good um, following and social circle on Gab, um, which is a free speech platform. Mm -hmm. So there's some great people on Gab. We're, you know, those are our people. We say a lot of them, like, are 100% behind who Gifts and Go is and what we do. But you also have on Gab, because it's a free speech platform, you have some idiots <laughs> and you have some like just people that are like horrible right like they say horrible things and just because they can mm. and that's a free speech right like hey i'm going to say this just because i can mm. um but overall we found a spot on gab that i feel is more developed than any of the other other platforms we've checked out mm. now i keep hearing we haven't checked out donald trump's yet um we've tried a bunch of different other ones and we're just going to kind of watch and see you know we've talked even about gifts and go how to make it more of a social platform you know mm -hmm. instead of just coming on and funding how can we make it more social we've added a mailbox so people can mail each other internally through the through the system and things like that so we're, we're looking at it too but there's a lot of them out there it just is going to take everybody coming together and that's hard in anything and you know yeah. you have eight soup kitchens in your in your community and they all want to do it their own way and so they don't work together which they could you know and, yeah. and we see that since the beginning of time mm -hmm. it's just it's the problem <laughs> yeah i remember i knocked on the door one time to give groceries to a person and uh they go are you with the church of christ i go no i'm not i'm just with a non-denominational I slammed the door. It's like, dang, man, I'm trying to do something good here. Why are you going to slam the door in my face? But to, to Facebook, so, you know, I had a pretty large presence there, and I just got tired of getting those overlays, sensitive content and fact check and this check and that check, and I got tired of them. Can I say SOBs? Uh, yeah. But uh, so, you know, I don't know how many thousand, 5,000, whatever. So, you know, I kind of give the announcement, hey, I'll go over here to the gab nobody went over there but then i deleted my account and i thought let's see what happens <laughs> i got five thousand friends my email still works everybody knows i have this show been doing it since 2004 every saturday night and nobody in that five thousand is like man i was told these was my friends 
Because it's friends list, friends places, friend this, unfriend that, friend you, friend me, friend the bumblebees. They wasn't my friends. They was it was just I was just a, a thing floating through somewhere, and so I kind of kind of learned my lesson on that. So I'm I'm not and I then I delete my Twitter account. And my brother now he he deleted deleted he had twenty thousand people following him on Twitter. He deleted it for this principles of of being yeah. shadow banned this and that and the other. And now he's got on a new platform maybe Gitter I think whatever that replacement is he's got he's up he's up to nine thousand you know so he's getting his dopamine shots from there. You know, they're they're uh, <laughs> got exactly. that little well, ooh, that, that little that little well, hit like? that little hit. Man, I put up, I put some great stuff up myself, and you know when you don't get that thumbs up, it hurts. It hurts. I bad. know they they've made us addicted yeah. to this fake al- alternate uh, alternate universe. You know, it really is like we thrive off something that's not even real nobody's picture looks actually what they look like you know like so my kids grow up feeling like they have to take 30 different shots at like the just the perfect angle with the perfect lighting and the perfect filter so that they look all right and that's like so unrealistic of what life is but we're growing up our kids are growing up feeling you know in this unrealistic thing that they have to fit in with um and then you have all, like you said, these fact checkers. And I read a funny thing one time and I, it stuck with me because it said, if we have all these fact checkers that know all the facts, why don't we just put them on TV and call them the news? And I was like, true. If they know all the facts, then we could just call them the news. But, you know, it's funny. <laughs> now, I, I, I do got a question. People to put their kids' pictures on, on any kind of social media. I mean, man, are, are they aware this is 2021? Are they aware what that entails? What's happening out there? I mean, you wouldn't do it if they—they they wouldn't do it. They may have been not been touched yet, but you could have some of the weirdest freaks looking at stuff and doing who knows what. I know. With it. We so, live in a sick world. All right. Just joining us is a Max Vogan, a Robert Timothy, Strike Fire Seven, Gary Kickwell, and Minnie Mouth all joined us in a live chat. Uh, what does the future hold for Give Sin Go? You know, we are grow like I've said a couple times, we are growing, growing, growing. So we're hiring as fast as we can hire. Mm-hmm. We're um, expanding. We're in 40 countries around the world. Um, we are looking, you know, we're weeks away from a whole new site design being mm-hmm. rolled out, which is mm-hmm. exciting, and that will entail the crypto mm-hmm. on it. Mm-hmm. Um, we're looking at um, different options for wallets and processing. We're looking at a nonprofit mm-hmm. arm of Give Send Go um, for disaster relief. So, you know, oh, nice. if some, a disaster gets started or something happens tragic, our, our nonprofit arm could step in and create a campaign and then be the hands and feet on the ground to go out to that location and give out the money raised. Um, mm-hmm. So we have a lot of things on the burners and uh, we're just trying to you know, juggle a lot of balls, trying to keep this this going with the momentum that we have without losing our focus, mm-hmm. that it's all about sharing mm-hmm. the hope that we have with wait, Jesus. Wait, 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 wait. You're hiring, and now, are you hiring remote workers? Asking all for, remote. Asking for Everybody a, works remotely. I'm asking for a friend <laughs> <laughs> who's very close to me. Yes. You know, Very customer close. service people that work from home. Um, we have customer service. We have prayer partners. We okay. have 
site testers. Wow. Um, we usually start people in the customer service so they can learn our site. And then we find out where their skill set is and then kind of find positions for people. But yeah. it's, an, it's an exciting place to be. If anybody that's listening or is interested, um, they can send a resume to jobs at givesengo.com and jobs at givesengo.com. And, um, yes, we, we're always looking at, at, at people that can get behind who we are and what our mission is. Mm. Well, um, which is to share the hope of Jesus through crowdfunding. Wow, man, that's, that is that is quite a mission. I really like that. All right, let's uh, get to this question here. Um, do you? Well, this person here is a little bit testy here, saying, uh, "Is it like a savings and loan? Is that what you guys do?" I don't. I don't it might not. Maybe we haven't explained what you do quite clearly. I'm not yeah. sure. Let me explain a little bit about what crowdfunding is. So it's not really like a savings and loan at all. So what crowdsourcing crowdfunding is, is someone says, I have a need or I know somebody with a need and I need to fundraise for them. Mm -hmm. And so they come on to Gifts and Go, they click start a campaign. It will walk them through a process of signing up and then creating their campaign. How much money do you want to raise? $1,000. Okay. What do you want to raise it for? Um, my sister's medical bills. Okay. Um, pick a category. I'll put it under medical. Then tell us the story. Well, my sister was diagnosed with this and, you know, tell the story. Then add an image. Then connect to our processor and then you're enabled. Once you're enabled, you start sharing your campaign with your friends, your family, your social circles. Um, and you say, listen, my sister has these medical bills and I just want to help her out. And then people come on and they go, Oh my goodness. I didn't know your sister was struggling with that. I'll give you $10 or I'll give you $20 or I'll give you a hundred dollars or 500, whatever. Mm -hmm. And so it's really just an easy place for online fundraising rather than having to do a spaghetti dinner for your sister and buy the spaghetti <laughs> and set up the tablecloths and all of that. Of here's a way to say, you know, where's here's a place that you can come to and give to things that are important to you. And there's a lot of campaigns on Gifts and Go that you might look through and go, wow, I will give to that. Mm -hmm. I would love to support mm -hmm. somebody who's doing doing this. Mm -hmm. And then also we say, keep your eyes out. There are people in need all around you. To, you know, step out. If you see a need, start a campaign. Help mm -hmm. somebody out. It's what we should be doing. Wow. A absolutely. And I like the anonymous function of it because sometimes the best giving is just do it because if you give with the hope of getting something back, then the Bible says you're not necessarily doing it exactly from the heart. So, yeah, so you can't do the anonymous if you want. Uh, Freely Speaking says, do you have an Australian office? We don't have an office in Australia, but we do allow crowdfunding in Australia. It's actually with the... Um, Mandates and everything going on in Australia right now, which are pretty crazy, um, Canada and in Canada, we're seeing that Canada, so U.S. is our obviously our biggest base, you know, who we've marketed to the most. Uh, and like I said, we're in 40 countries where a lot of people in 40 different countries can make a campaign on Gives and Go. But Canada and Australia are actually our two runners up to the United States mm -hmm. um, as far as traffic coming from those locations. Mm -hmm. Wow. Um, 
I see Robert Robert Timothy in the live chat said it seems like it's just an electronic way to donate to a charity campaign. Is that? Uh, it is, but it doesn't have to necessarily be like a 501c3 or a nonprofit organization. Individuals can also raise funds. Um, and so it does, yeah, you don't have to be a nonprofit or charity, like a registered charity. You can just say, I need, I want to buy groceries for my neighbor. And you mm -hmm. can raise $500 yeah. and to buy groceries for your neighbor. Hey, hey, I wanted to ask you what I had you on the line here. This, this graphic here, uh, What's the kite symbol? You know, when we first started, we're actually in the process of rebranding um, our site and our logo. Um, when we first started, we just thought, you know, with the go, you give, send, and go. The kite is is when you think of a kite, it's flying mm -hmm. and it's being sent. Okay. Okay. And um, and we love that it has a cross in it. You know, every kite has a little cross in it. And okay. we said, you know, let's be sent. So there's not much more than just saying, you know, we've kind of changed our, um, who we are into gifts and go. And then our tagline, instead of number one free Christian crowdfunding site, which is what we have been for years, because we needed people to know who we are, what mm -hmm. we were branding ourselves. Mm -hmm. Now we say gifts and go shine brightly. Because that is our tagline for everything. Every email you get from us, mm -hmm. everything will end with shine brightly because that is our encouragement to everybody. If we all shine brightly in the mm -hmm. world, mm -hmm. um, it, it could be a pretty, pretty bright place. Well, well, because what, what if, if, what if somebody put their light under, under a bushel? Have you, have you heard the song hide it under a bushel? No. I'm gonna let it shine. Oh, oh okay. The song I sang as a, a kid in Sunday school, you mm -hmm. don't hide it under a bushel, you're gonna oh. let it shine. And the the cool thing is is that, you know, my brother and I were at this music festival and we were sponsors of the music festival and we were getting on because we were gonna be able to speak and we were on a mountaintop, right? And everybody there's all these big artists, Matthew West and Third Day, like all the just a lot of big one names mm -hmm. and Everybody's there having so much fun and worshiping, and it's just a fun time. And we're getting ready to go out to speak, and we're like, what should we talk about? Um, you know, what, what should we talk about? We have this chance to talk to these thousands of people. And we were handing out bracelets that glowed in the dark that said shine brightly because that was our mm -hmm. tagline. And we start talking about what that means to shine brightly. Mm -hmm. And we said, you know, actually, there's two places in the Bible where someone shine brightly and one was Moses when he went up to the mountaintop and got the Ten Commandments when he came down it's in his face was radiant that people couldn't look on his face because he was shining brightly and we're like wow that's really cool on a mountaintop experience we've all been there you're at church or you're at a conference and you're like you feel so close to God and you're shining like you just feel him in you but then there's another place in the Bible where shining brightly also happened and this is Stephen he was in the New Testament and he was getting stoned to death for his faith mm -hmm. and he just shared about who Jesus was and and how Jesus came and and he told the whole story of the Jewish people up until Jesus and then they Paul held his coats as they or Saul and they they threw stones at him until he died and it said that his face became radiant like that of an angel mm -hmm. and so he started to shine brightly and he shined brightly not on a mountaintop experience like Moses his was an persecution and as christians as believers we should be shining brightly not only in those mountaintop experiences when everything's great and our business is going well and our families are all healthy and everything looks good we should be shining brightly also in those persecution moments 
And so that's give, send, go is shine brightly. And so we might be moving from the kite to something more that fits the, mm-hmm. the shine brightly. Okay, good, good, good. Make sure it's got the most techie edge you can because, you know, even Facebook bored their self with Facebook and now they're in some kind of squiggly looking thing. And I, I guess at this point here, it looks kind of stupid. Mega. Or is that MAGA? I don't know. Mega MAGA? I don't know what it is. But anyway, it, that ain't happening. That logo, that's a bomb. Okay, so make sure. I mean, your, your logo, man, I mean, it's got to hope you employ the best graphic artist you can because it's got a hit. He did. I'm so excited. Okay, now here's what I want from it. it, it it's got a pop. When people see it, it's got okay, a pop. Okay, I'll let them know. Um, it has to differentiate itself from anything. It can't be a clone or a tweak or a Photoshop of anything. Yep. Okay. Nope. He'll be doing um, a custom. It's it's got to grab you. You've got seconds or milliseconds when somebody looks at it. So it's got to be instantly recognizable of of the meaning of it. If they've got to sit, yep. what what is that? I mean, they may forget to hit the donate button or what they were there for. They're confused. They don't want, you don't want to confuse them. So make sure. It, so it's got to pop. Instant recognition can't be a clone. Got to be as up-to-date, spacey, techie, advanced look in the future. What What's the tech up there? Grab something from the future. Send somebody up the future, whatever. Bring it back. It's got to be state-of-the-art. Okay. And that is why we're updating, and it's been long enough. It's We've been looking at this logo going, ah, oh, it's so dated. We need to do something. We found somebody that his logos are phenomenal. Like, each one is so cool how it, like, tells you what that company does in the logo mm-hmm. like just by looking at it right. and so and um we you know we mm-hmm. met him through a friend and so we actually uh have started the process he's gonna you know we have a meeting next week and he'll but i'll run it by you when, when i think uh, you should, I think you should. Get it. I think you should get my valuable input been doing this for years uh, I was in yep. the, in the business for a long time. I'm I'm well I'm well established on how to market things, uh, and you know it always amazes me. People will send me something, maybe like a meme, and I'm looking at it and I say, I'm already gone. If if it doesn't if 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 it's that way, they were thinking of something, but they put it in, in a meme where you have to think about it. It had no there's no punch to it the simplest ones yeah. you know like uh the, the cat meme was a really good one it, they it's overused now but in the beginning it was a cat and a woman and you could put him in a couple places and it was hysterical now of course it's all burned out but but it was instantly you know you, you didn't have to think about it that cat's not supposed to be doing that that you know what i'm saying you didn't have to think yeah, about no. it now. so that, that millisecond of things all right here's a couple great uh, questions as we get toward the end of the broadcast there for you heather uh, max vogan says Heather, who checks these people out that start a fund so we know our money is going to be used for that purpose? That's a good question. That is a a really good question and something that we have talked about a lot over the years. So how it works is that when somebody comes on and, and starts a campaign, they then list the recipient. So if it's themselves, then they'll say that the recipient is, so if I go on and I say, Heather Wilson created, okay, so you can see Candace Owens um, raised money for Lieutenant um, William Kelly, and it says she's the recipient. So we went on and we made sure that Candace Owens, because it says she's getting the money, that she actually was the person, that somebody didn't just say they were Candace Owens. Mm -hmm. We went in and verified her information um, to make sure her bank account, it was all of her stuff 
she was the one getting the money. But on this one, it was weird because we're like, well, why is Candace Owens getting the money and not William Kelly? And so we have a whole team of people that contact and, and make sure, you know, how do you know? So this is a little bit different because Candace Owens is a, a famous person. But let's say, um, uh, and we and we know William Kelly as well. Um, we've, you know, we just know who he is and, and we've talked to him. So that was an easy one for us to say, hey, William Kelly, are you okay with Candace Owens raising funds for you? And that was an easy checkout so that people could know who the money was going to. Mm -hmm. Now, if I were to go and say, Heather Wilson is raising funds to go on a mission trip and the funds will be received by Heather Wilson, you will know that the, if it says the recipient is Heather Wilson, that the fund, you can be guaranteed the funds will be going to Heather Wilson. We check that out. We make sure that it can't, I can't say the funds will go to Heather Wilson and have them go to John Doe. It doesn't work that way. It has to be that person. Now, if I raise money for my friend Karen, Karen needs to fill out the bank mm -hmm. forms, and then we make sure that it's her information, and we verify it. So we always say, read who it says the recipient is, and only give if you trust that person. Mm -hmm. Because we can't guarantee. So if I'm raising money for a mission trip, I tell my grandma to give me money for my mission trip, and she sends me $200. And then I don't go on my mission trip. Guess what? Grandma's going to say, "Where's my two hundred dollars?" I give you. <laughs> right. um, and so it, it pretty like much key, it pretty much does it, it. It checks out itself because people give to people they know ninety nine percent of the time. People give to the, who they know. But you can always on Gifts and Go we verify every recipient is the person who's raising the funds. Hmm, very, very good, very good. All right, and now here's a, a question from Bear. Remember I said earlier that we have a, a call from Bear. He gives us good news every week, the good headlines of people doing good in their community. He says, uh, Heather, can people donate things other than money? At this time, not through Gifts and Go. We do have people that say, can I get the information for the campaign owner? I want to, I see they're, they're raising funds for a... Um, pregnancy center and I have a ton of diapers that right. I would like to donate mm -hmm. and so we can say yes we will forward your email on to that person and if they want to contact you about your diapers so right now we do not have the feature where you can donate a supply anything really more than money or prayers you know you can mm -hmm. you can send a prayer as well mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah no, I think it's a, it's, I think that's a great question too because uh, yeah. To connect people with goods they may have that could bless somebody, that's always a good thing. But obviously you're targeting and uh, quite successful in the area that you are called. So I think we talked about in the first hour how that there seems to be that we're kind of moved to the position of the Army that we're supposed to be in. And everyone has a place on that field. And that might be why, you know, you're in that genre. Now, that doesn't mean somebody can't develop something. You know, if you guys don't do it, then maybe somebody else will. Maybe it could be a segmented part of your business that, that could uh, eventually get into that point there. All right, so, um, and then uh, we have this question. It says, Heather, uh, from our live chat, are people able to donate their time? That's a similar question. Same sort, it's that same sort of thing. If you see a campaign on Gifts and Go that says, you know, we had a, a young girl who was saying, I'm getting out of my community and I am going to be cleaning from this block to this block. And if you can join me, join me. And I'm raising money for shovels and for trash bags and for X, Y, and Z. And if you want to, here's how you can join me. And she put her information so people could contact her and say, hey, I want to come out and help you. 
Um, and so that's really up to the campaign owner. We do not have a specific feature that says, join me for this event, mm -hmm. things like that. But different mm -hmm. campaign owners can say, we're doing this. And if you want to join me, come, come and, you know, here's how to contact me. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, the Bible says laughter doeth good like medicine, but so does giving. That does the same thing. It does good like medicine. So I think if somebody in our live chat or watching the program, if you're feeling that you have nothing that you're that you need something, you know, I think that's a good thing to do. If you feel like you need something, the best thing to do is to find something to give and watch that come back. I mean, it's inevitable. I think you mentioned that in the first hour too, sort of how it comes back in waves. You know, Remember there's an old song from uh, the Imperials back in the 80s or 90s. I think it said, uh, "Cast your bread on the water, and it'll come back in every wave." You know, and it, there's no specification on what that amount that you cast out on the water is. But we all got to get about the business of casting something out there. And so, by the way, is somebody's uh, contribution or donation to a cause tax deductible? Only if that contra only if that cause is done by a nonprofit or 501c3, somebody with a tax status that could be considered a nonprofit. And so the money is not coming to give, send, go. So it really is going directly to the person or the organization that's fundraising. So if the organization that's fundraising is a nonprofit organization and you give to it, your receipt could be used for tax purposes. Mm -hmm. If it's just to an individual, then it won't be able to. Mm -hmm. Have, have you talked to a Kyle Rittenhouse per personally? We've talked to his family. Um, I, we, I don't believe we've talked to him on the phone, um, but his family, his mother, mm -hmm. and they just, his lawyer groups, and, the, and they pretty much said the prayer, the pray now feature where you see that thousands of people have clicked the pray now button that pray now feature kept him going to be able to read these messages of people wow. encouraging him sending him prayers um things like that just allowed him to get because when you click pray now on on his campaign page mm -hmm. what it does is open up a box and you can type a message and so um yeah. and so he gets all of those and is able to so yeah if you hit pray now right there um, you can send a message and say, listen, I'm praying for you or we're behind you. Um, you know, whatever, you, whatever you'd like. Um, and yeah. I know that it helped during this last year and a half, mm -hmm. that pray now button, yeah. even more than the money. He said, you know, obviously the money was very needed, mm -hmm. but that pray now just helped him know he wasn't alone. Is, was this campaign the largest for Gibson go? No, we've had we had one for I believe for um, voter fraud during the election time where someone was going to be setting up to do a call center to call a you know just check out the the voter mm -hmm. from each state that were mm -hmm. you know every state that was close and so um, they they raised probably a little bit more than than Kyle. Um, we've had since a few others that hit around the same amount, the half million, you know, mm -hmm. typical campaigns are a few thousand, you know, I'm raising funds for a mission mm -hmm. trip um, or something like that. And mm -hmm. then you, we have the ones that hit the 100,000, 200,000, 300,000, depending mm -hmm. um, on what it's for. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So ha have you personally been amazed at some of the giving you've seen? It's actually 
I've been so, so, so amazed at the giving um, that we, we've seen. And it's actually part of the reason why I say, you know what, there, I knew there was two sides to this Kyle story even before I knew any of the facts, simply because the amount of people that wanted to give. Um, you know, people don't want to give to the pedophile. <laughs> you know, people don't want to give to, you know, things like that. You know, they, they just don't want to give to the bad guy. Um, sorry. <laughs> no, but you know, it's true though. Like people will give to, they want to give to somebody they think might be innocent. They're not going to give to somebody they can tell is guilty, you know? And so there was enough people that were giving to Kyle that we said, wow, there's a whole other side to this story that need to come out because look at all these people wanting to give him a chance to at least have a voice. Mm -hmm. Now, when, Back when, uh, I don't remember what election, it wasn't this past election, it might have been the election before. I remember looking at, the, I think it was Hillary versus Clinton, I mean, Hillary versus um, Trump. And I remember when it first was going on and I was just like, oh God, like the, it really is just the best people in our country, like the best two people we could find for our country, right? Like I'm just going, all right, are you still in control, God? Like, are you still on the throne? Like, is this where you were headed with our country? And I was just really wrestling with it. Mm -hmm. I was wrestling hard with it. And and I remember going on Give, Send, Go, and I started scrolling one day. And I started just seeing all these campaigns. And we have, like, a little um, map on the homepage. And it's it's since mm -hmm. just an image. But, but for a while, and we're working on getting it back to be, like, where the flames actually are flickering where there are campaigns all around the world. And you could see all these campaigns where people were doing, stepping out and doing what God called them to do. And I was like, God just really reminded me that what I was seeing in the political wasn't the big story. The big story where each one of us, like, and we've talked about this already, this conversation, each one of us stepping out into our little sphere of influence and making a difference there. And that's how we're going to change the world. And so I started to scroll through and see the givers. And I saw the people going and I saw the people having, you know, adopting. And I saw the people sharing hope with their neighbors. And I was like, wow, God's still alive and well. And he's working through people like you and me. Wow. Very nice, very nice. I'm glad you glad you you said that. Let me let me ask you just a little bit more on Kyle Rittenhouse. Uh, he in the interview he said he actually supported BLM. So using this, what we're talking about tonight, give sin go. If he decided and, and BLM they weren't happy about it. I mean, you know, I I wish I wish we could all get together. You know, when somebody's reaching out, but. Anyway, suppose he wants to prove it and said, "Well, I'm going to start a GoFundMe for BLM." Uh, could they? What would happen? Would they? Is there a function where they say, "I want this to stop"? Have you? You know, where somebody starts something for somebody and they don't even want it. Maybe not even BLM. But I'm just using that for an example. Worst case, I guess. But it, have people started campaigns and the recipient said, "Stop it! I don't want. I don't want this going on." So what happens is, if, let's say, let's just use your example. So Kyle says, you know what, I want to raise money. I have some notoriety right now. I want to use that, and I want to raise some money to prove that I'm not racist, and I'm going to raise money for BLM. And he comes on Get Send Go, and he starts a campaign, and he says, I'm going to raise it for the BLM chapter in this, you know, this 
city or whatever. Mm. And when funds start to come in, we will see whether that BLM chapter actually connected their processing account. If they didn't, the campaign won't be started, right? So mm -hmm. somebody will have had to connect to our processor. If it was Kyle, <coughs> we would write to Kyle and say, before he was able to continue withdrawing that money, and would say, do you have permission to raise funds for them? Please have them write us and let us know that they are okay with you raising funds for them. And we do that for everybody because we don't want somebody raising funds for somebody who goes, no, I didn't want anybody to know about even small things. I didn't want people to know about my sister's cancer. Like I, that was nice that you wanted to do that, but I didn't want that to be out there, you know? And so, so we're, we're cautious about making sure the person who the funds are being raised for mm -hmm. approves. When, Heather, when did uh, give sin go start? So 2014 um, was the concept, the idea to, uh, and or 2014 was the conception um, building phase. Okay. 2000 mid 2015 we uh, did a soft launch, and then really 2016 was our first full year of this is who we are mm -hmm. and what we're doing. Mm -hmm. So if you could make a graph of activity, I guess, or trending campaigns or even amount dollar amount, is it, is it vertical or is it a little bit or is it, how, how would you rate it? It's pretty vertical um, with this year and last year and a half being explosive is what I would say. Um, but before that we were, you know, year after year, doubling what we were doing the year prior. So we were on a continual, what would look like a great growth pattern for a startup. And we're actually really thankful, even though we wanted to explode, obviously you think you have a great idea, you're going to launch a website, like you said, and everybody's going to come and it's just going to be the best thing in the world. Mm -hmm. And you start and you're like, man, this is a lot of work to get people to come here and use us and build, you know, our name and our brand. And, and so we, but year over year, month over month, we were seeing more people find out about us and use us. And we did a lot of guerrilla marketing because we bootstrapped this thing. And we, we year over year, just watching ourselves grow. And I think God had us on that path so we could learn a lot of the lessons mm -hmm. that needed to be learned mm -hmm. uh, that we would not have been ready for last August when Kyle came on and all of a sudden we were in mainstream news and and lots of hate and people attacking us and trying to take us down and web server attacks and all sorts of things like that. Have you been contacted by mainstream media? We, you know, all the time wanting, wanting interviews. We, we've done a couple and then we decided we wouldn't do it again. We, we were on with some girl and from the very beginning of the interview, um, I could tell that she had, she just wanted to continue painting us. I tell some jokes, like I like to be the, you know, me and Jacob were both on the phone and I, you know, she was getting set up. She was trying to record it. And so she would ask some questions and I was just trying to engage her like on a personal level, sure. just to make her laugh or, you know, stupid things, but just right. to try to let her see that I was a real person. So, you know, I was like, oh yeah, you know, I'm the older, wiser sister. You can, you can quote me on that. You know, like, like little things like that, that yeah. just make someone chuckle like nothing major but she had no reaction at all mm. and so i actually stopped the interview and i said well you know what i've been trying for the last like five or six minutes to like connect with you so that you could see that i was a person because i know you're coming into this 
wanting to paint me a certain way. And so I'm trying to connect with you and I can see you don't even want to do that. So I'm not really interested in interviewing with you because I, I'm not, if you already have your mind set up, Mm -hmm. then you're just going to write whatever you want to write. Mm -hmm. She's like, oh, no, I'm sorry. My computer wasn't working, blah, blah, blah. I'm trying to figure it out. And I said, okay, well, then I'm going to give you a little grace here because I know when computers don't work, technology can be fickle. So I, I, I will believe you on that. Well, we talked to her for like over an hour. Then she wrote some more emails afterwards, follow-up questions. And then she put out this horrible, horrible, horrible um, news article about us um, with quotes, she, she never got her, her audio to record. And so her transcripts were just little notes that she jotted down of what she thought we said, which mm. really meant what she heard, mm. which isn't always what someone says, but mm. you hear isn't always right. what the person Fill says, especially yeah. when you're hearing from your own side of you. And right. she wrote some doozies in that. And we read that and we said, okay, we're not going to do this. We're not going to just get on every, you know, every site, every interview. We get asked for a lot of interviews. We do some, you know, um, but we're more, we try to be more wise about it. You know, there's, if someone's out to look out looking to paint us in a certain way, mm -hmm. you know, right. no matter it, how much well, I tell well, them, I, I guess, right. I guess it'd be like uh, Donald Trump Jr. going on The View. What the heck are you thinking? <laughs> There's no way you're going to come out of there without five crazy people screaming at you for an hour and twisting your words and probably dragging you off the set. Don't, you know, I mean, you got to, you know, you want to, you want to reach across sometimes, but you've really got to be, you, you got to, you got to pray about it. You've got to get, a, have a real good sense of what you're heading into. Um, Heather, we're about right at the end of the interview. Let me ask you something though. What was, how many were in the original core development team of Gibson Go? You and your brother and any others? Two or three, one, two? Me, my brother, and my sister. I had another oh. sister as well. The three of us um, founded Gibson Go. And then we hired a, a team of people to build our website. I was working at a marketing firm at the time, mm -hmm. and we hired the company that I worked for to um, build the site. Mm -hmm. It took over a year, and there's a lot of bumps in the roads, and it ended up not being, you know, it, it was stressful, a lot of lessons learned. Um, and then we, we got the uncompleted site from, from them, and we tried to find some development people that could help us get the mm -hmm. site live. Mm -hmm. And so really it was Jacob, me and my sister Emily at the beginning, and then a developer or two, um, usually overseas, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. that were helping us because that's all we could afford. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we were, but like I said, we were bootstrapping this. Every penny that came in went right back out. And so it was just, you know, up until recently or, you know, recently, a couple of years, mm -hmm. um, I was wearing all the hats. Jacob was wearing all the hats. We were doing the customer service. We were doing all of the stuff. To, mm -hmm. You know, it's what you do as a founder. Yeah, you you do. do it all. And now we're able to hire people to do some of it, which is the good part. Very, very nice. I remember back in the day, I had to have some content at, in Flash. I needed Flash. It was just coming online. and I didn't have the software for it, so I had to. I found some Flash people in India, man, they were great. <laughs> so yeah, no, I made, I made a lot of money. I made, I made some money from that. All right, well, uh, Heather Wilson, I'll give you the final word about Give Sing Go. Anything you'd like to say? Talk about your website, your giving, your trends, anything? Sure. 
So I just encourage anybody listening to go to givesendgo.com right now. Just type it in, look at it in a separate browser window, and, and start scrolling through. See what people are raising funds for. There's all sorts of categories. It's easy to start. Keep us in mind if you need to raise funds. Now, on Giving Tuesday, which is this Tuesday, Givesendgo is covering all the processing fees. So if you start a campaign on Giving Tuesday on givesendgo.com, on Wednesday, we will calculate how much of our processor charged you in their 2.9% fees, and we will give it all back to you. Um, and so that is what we're doing on Giving Tuesday. So if you need to raise funds for something, um, go to givesendgo.com, start a campaign, and on and ask all your friends and family to to give on on the 30th. Um, the, thir- and we will the 30th, the, the 30th the, of this the of this month. month. Yeah, the Giving Tuesday is this coming Tuesday. So they say there's Black Friday, Thanksgiving, Black Friday, Small Business Saturday, Cyber Monday, and then Giving Tuesday. And, and people all over the world do these like trying to give, you know, find things to give to. Nice. And so we say start a campaign, find something to give to, and and uh, come to Give Single. If you don't have a campaign, to, if you don't need to start a campaign, we still ask you to get involved on Giving Tuesday. Come to Give Go. Look around the site giving and, and give to a campaign. And if you want, join our army. And we'll be happy to send you out some of the cool gifts and go stuff that we have. Um, and then you just can be a giver every month. And I'm telling you, the successful campaigns that we have on gifts and go, when people say, how do I have a successful campaign? The tip that we have is we say, be a giver in your life. Because if, and you've kind of hit on this too, if you are a giver in your life, when it comes time that you have a need, people will flood in to give to you. Mm-hmm. And so when someone's a taker their whole life and then they start a campaign wanting to take some more, people go, oh, they always need something. They always are in this desperate situation. They're always taking. There's always a problem. But if you're the giver, when it's time for you and you say, man, my wife just got diagnosed with some medical bills, guess what's going to happen? All those people that you've influenced and you've given to and you've you know, poured your life into, guess what's going to happen? They'll come back and give to you. So be a giver, not just on Giving Tuesday, all the year. Join our giver army, but look around your community. Find a way to volunteer. Step out and do something because only you can do what God's called you to do. Mm, wow. Well, well said. And just as a final note, as we let you go, um, our poll question uh, percentage has changed. Uh, if you need crowdsourced, uh, the number one, 66% said they're going to use Give, Sing, Go. And uh, GoFundMe decreased down to 33%, and the others got nothing. So, Heather, you made a difference here even on the broadcast. That's awesome. And that's what we say. We're like, hey, we're going to take, we're going to be the replacement. We're not just the alternative, we're the replacement. Right on. All right. Heather Wilson, uh, can we have you back on again sometime? I would love to. Just let me know. Okay. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show tonight. Uh, Thanks for having me. Okay. Bye-bye.